Stephanie. Hi. Hello. Oh, no other greetings? I was just waiting. You seemed to be on a roll. I couldn't think of another one. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. I guess good morning. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Thomas. How are you today? On this mm. on this good morning mm. that we have established as good, I I guess it's a good morning. I'm not sure yet. I I've been up for a few hours now, um, and most of that time was by myself drinking my coffee, watching a show that only I watch. Mm. So now, as I'm reflecting on this, yes, it has been a good morning. Mm. I've had some me time. I've gotten caffeine, uh, hot. Um, I know how much you love hot beverages. But I definitely enjoy them. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we set this up. This is fairly early for me, at least. Um, you know, you're almost halfway through your day. But um, I'm glad we set this up early so that we can get this done. And now I'll just be on a roll the rest of the day because, mm. you know, Lots of things to get done. So, yeah, I'm here. Hmm. How are you, Thomas? Stephanie, I'm tired. Hmm. It's back. You do a really good job of not acting tired when you're tired. Most mm-hmm. times. You only see me in a theatrical setting. We're doing theatrics here, huh? Well, uh, is it because there's a little blinking red light going on? There is a little blink. There are two blinking red lights at me. Double theatrics. And so, when one is put on a stage, what can one do but perform? That sounds like you stole it from somebody. I didn't actually. I just sort of made it up in the moment. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just have to say, I know you don't mean it this way, but I want to make it clear Mm. to the people listening that we're not making up things here. (laughs) This is real life. Um... Thomas is being extra, like usual. (laughs) I'm delivering it extra. (laughs) And uh, throwing in some theatrics here. Uh, Just so you know, when we speak, it's real, true, honest stuff. I am crushingly tired. (laughs) 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 He laughed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I spent some time with a friend yesterday for the first time mm-hmm. in like a year. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that's part of what kind of kicked me off. I didn't get a nap yesterday and um, then I was didn't go to bed early enough and then woke up early-ish and had to be somewhere and be presentable. And so it's just yeah. been a a 24-hour chunk of of more stuff happening than usual. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll let you take a nap after we're done with okay. this. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Anything fun with your friend yesterday? Um, not particularly. I mean, it was, it was all generally fun. It was good catching up. It was odd. It's odd being around people again in any, in any dose really. Um, gotten used to being an indoor cat. Yeah, that's true. We actually saw a friend yesterday, uh, pretty briefly overall, but, um, you know, it was like, oh yeah, we haven't seen you in over a year. Yeah. Yeah. You're just reminding me that Mm. that did happen. Well, we haven't talked very much yet. We haven't. I think it's because we talked two days ago. Or was that yesterday? It was two days ago. It was two days ago. It was two days ago. Yes. I surprise called you. Yeah. And you were like, why are you calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Is it bad? And I was like, oh, this is another reminder of what a bad friend I am. I didn't mean it like that. No, I... I'm just making that up right now. Um, but yes, we did have a, a chat without blinking red lights. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll let everyone in on a, a little snippet of our conversation, which was we still don't know how to say goodbye. <laughs> We still, that's a real thing. Again, we, we don't know how to do that in real life. We don't uh, know how to bye, do it when we're recording. Uh, uh, mm, yeah. I, I guess, okay, cool. Okay, but. but Are we done? Uh, yeah. Mm, mm. Okay, I guess. Talk to you later. Mm. Okay. <sighs> yeah, it it is real. It's real. It's real. Speaking of real, mm. what are we talking about today? Oh, all right. Do you have a topic? Stephanie, are you asking if I have come prepared for this thing that is planned? Yes, (laughs) I guess so. Well, I'm happy to uh, report that, yes, I do have a potential topic for today. Okay. Okay. I uh I don't want to completely crush your topic here. Mm. But I have a 
a topic as well. Okay. Go ahead. Just this morning, I had Mm. a conversation with a friend about holiday films. Oh, I said, have you been enjoying any holiday films? And they said, of course, this classic holiday film. And I made a face. I got all scrunched up. (laughs) My eyes got squinty. My mouth went flat. And that was hiding what was inside, which was, I don't like that holiday film. Oh, was it hiding it? (laughs) I think your face says it all. Hmm. Well, the attempt was there. So I am interested in uh, talking through what happens when uh, you disagree (laughs) real hard over something silly like that. It's really funny. It's been a while. Be it a movie, um, be it a song, and how how we identify with those bits of culture and then really not identify sometimes. Interesting. So that's my topic. Not bad, huh? You weren't expecting one that was that good. (laughs) Nope, you weren't. I can tell. You might be right. You might be right. Uh, Okay. My topic is how... How do you say goodbye? Not an easy one. And I think we need to do it. I'm nodding quietly. Nobody can hear that, but Stephanie can see that I'm... Not unquietly. Um, I don't, I don't know what's gonna come out. <laughs> um, it's going to be messy and, um, Yeah, I'm mostly saying this to um, release myself of any pressure of being able to say the perfect thing because it's um, it's all still a mess. Um. There are lots of things that we have to say goodbye to um, in our lives. 
And so it doesn't... It doesn't have to be centered around what I'm going to speak about. Um, So I just want to open up the conversation more if that's needed. Um, So um, last month, Uh, we, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say, I, instead of speaking for other people, um, I lost my mother-in-law. She passed away after a very long fight with cancer. And um, even though she had been fighting for years and years and years, um, she, like if you met her, you probably wouldn't have known. Um, that she had cancer. Um, She basically lived, uh, you know, a regular life um, on top of, I mean, most people didn't know that she had many medical appointments and everything to always be checking in on the cancer. Um, and so last month, it was basically two, maybe almost two months ago now, she, um, we had a scare with her and she went into the hospital and, um, something was wrong. They figured it out and, um, she came home and we thought, okay, um, she's okay. And we'll keep going like we've been going, you know. There were a couple things that she was still a little bit off. But we're like, all right, there's hope she'll get better. Um, And if not, like, this is okay. You know, we can work with this. Um, And then one or two weeks after that, um she said, you know what, I am done. I'm done. Um, I don't want to be poked anymore. Um, And, uh, you know, when that hit, it hit me and the rest of the family and um yeah from there it it went really quickly and um yeah so she passed away on November 11th and um this 
coming weekend uh, will be a celebration of life service for her. And um, yeah, so I thought it was time to talk about it and just see what, I don't know, maybe it's even what is goodbye, you know? In some ways, it's um, it feels like the last even three days we had with her just went so fast. Um, and uh, <laughs> I will say loss is really hard to deal with. Um, but <laughs> what can be harder potentially is dealing with others dealing with your loss. And I mean that in two ways. One, I know people are well-intentioned and they mean well and they're just trying to make you feel better, but I'm trying to prepare myself for hearing, I'm sorry for your loss, a hundred times. I'm so sick of hearing it. And I don't know if that's, like, me trying to deny that she's gone or what. But um so sick of hearing sorry. Um, another one? Oh, she's in a better place. You know, again... I know people have good intentions when they're saying these things. And yes, there's probably some truth to that. I can see it in, in a certain way. And then I look... I look at my kids... And now they're not going to have another moment with their Lita. And it breaks my heart. Yes, I, I can be grateful for the time that, that they had with her. I can be so grateful that she fought as long as she did to see both of our kids and to know them and to spend time with them. And I'm, I 
still selfishly want more. And, um... I look at my husband. And know that he's not gonna have any more moments with his mom. Just... I know... I... Uh... I think... Family... Was the most important thing to my mother-in-law. And, um... Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not quite tracking uh, where I'm going, so still a mess um but yeah a, a lot of the time everything feels kind of bittersweet in a way and that doesn't even seem to capture the right feeling but it's like, I know how much family meant to her and how much she kind of fought to keep her family together. And so, you know, we've been spending so much time together as a family. And so in that way, I'm like, okay, she has to be loving that we're spending so much time together. And then on the other side, it's like, but she's missing, you know? It's like, there's always a piece that feels like she's missing. And so it's like, I don't know. Does that feeling ever go away? You can talk. <laughs> this is also what happens <clears throat> that is um, I just have to roll with it where it's like one moment I can be completely in tears and the next moment I can be laughing and um, there's something about grief that it's like 
know if it's not talked about or if it's not accepted, but it's such a roller coaster. And it's funny because a couple months ago, um, one of my friends was um, telling me about the situation where um, her son, who's young, was encountering this friend who was dealing with a loss. And my friend was like, I don't know what to do with my child and, you know, all this stuff. And um, I thought back on it and I was like, I don't remember talking about death as a kid. I don't remember talking about grief or what that even was. Um, And part of that could be that I just don't remember it. But I think it's, I want to say it's like a cultural thing where we just avoid it. And what's funny is that it's going to happen. Like there's no question. This is like one of the absolutes in life. Everyone dies. So why are we not talking about it more? Why is it so uncomfortable And how, like, I keep thinking, all right, how can I, how can I make this not a taboo thing, you know? I'm really going to let you speak now. I think it's telling that I don't know what to say. Hmm. And I'm sorry. You can say I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> well, <laughs> not going to hold it against I did, you. I did text you that when this was going on. And so I did spend a minute there it's okay. cursing myself for <laughs> saying <laughs> this thing that you're going to hear from a lot of people. Um, I don't know I think that's what's weird about it is that you've you've spoken to how it's a thing that we all are going to deal with and go through ourselves and there's not set ways of how to do that For us as individuals, for us as a society, for us yeah. as a species, we're so wired to not approach that thing. We're wired to avoid that thing. Or if we have, like, if we're kind of like forced into not being able to avoid it, we just go into fix mode. <laughs> 
Like I've even caught myself going, okay, someone told me this thing that she used to do for them. How can I do that? Mm. How can I jump in and make that hole smaller? And I had to stop myself because that's not the point. It doesn't matter if I do the exact same thing because it's not her. And it's never going to be that way again. And so, like, that's why I keep thinking, okay, how do you say goodbye? And I'll probably think about this the rest of my life. But I'm kind of playing with the idea that you don't ever say goodbye. I mean, I said goodbye. Um, I think in more of like a physical sense. Because, you know, she had a body here, and now it's not here. But, of course, there are things that she taught me. That I'm going to keep with me and I hope to pass on to my kids or other people I know um, yeah I don't know if I'm like fighting with the idea either maybe I'm being stubborn <laughs> You know how I love being stubborn. Maybe I just don't want to say goodbye. And so then I, I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to say goodbye, how best can I honor her and her memory? And that feels like a huge question. <laughs> feels like a lot of pressure. I, I've had some <clears throat> losses in my family before. Um, But this one is different. 
And I'm kind of just making up that it's because it's the closest person I've ever had go. And then it also seems like she was too young. So that gets added in. Um, but I don't know. Like, so that's another weird aspect of this. It's like, why is this one? been so crushing over others and then I'm like why am I trying to validate or defend my feelings <laughs> like that seems dumb I also I think I told you this already but one of the days after she had passed, I was sitting in traffic on the way to drop a kid off to school. I looked in my rearview mirror, and there's this lady behind me in her SUV, and she just seemed to not have a care in the world. And I got mad at this lady. Why does she get to live this great life? Why doesn't she have any worries? Why is she not crying when she's driving her car? Those aren't questions that I need answers to. And, um... Honestly, I don't know. She could have something major going on in her life, right? But it was definitely something that I thought. And I think it's actually a normal thing for people to feel And so I'm mostly saying it just to kind of hopefully put out there that we're not alone. I think that's one of the hard things one of the hard things too is that everyone goes through loss in a different way and there isn't a right way but you can't just assume that you know how best to take care of someone going through it. And it's really hard to communicate what's going on because I don't even know what's going on. 
you know? It's like this huge mess of a ball, like that's all knotted up and you're just trying to get a straight line out of it, you know? And it feels a little impossible. And it's so stupid, but I keep, <laughs> I keep going back to a stupid animated film to give me advice <laughs> for how to get through this. And I feel so silly saying that. And then another part of me is like, but I'm trying something, you know? And then another part of me is like, okay, is the goal to get through this? Like, I think as humans, we have such a disposition for progress. Oh, we have to make progress. And I keep thinking, what does progress look like here? What does that even mean? Do I need that? If I get through this, what does that mean? And what am I even getting through? I'm really good with coming up with questions. <laughs> I guess I need to figure out what what questions are even worth trying to answer, you know? And another thing that I can rationally think, oh gosh, this is stupid of me, is like, you lost your grandma this year. And I know we acknowledged it, but I know now, like, it doesn't ever go away. And in some ways, I feel like I really stepped over it. And so I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't, I don't see it like that. I want to be clear and immediate about that. Thanks. That's why I told you, rationally... I, I'm, uh, I don't know. Do I even need to be rational? Oh, man. I might need a therapist. <laughs> um, wow. I just, I also want to be clear. I don't need you to answer anything here. I don't want you taking this on. 
Um, I really just wanted to talk about it openly because I do feel like we don't get or we don't take the opportunity to be this open. So, um, thanks for letting me blab for 30 minutes. <laughs> You're welcome. So, what's your opinion on goodbyes? I think you know. If I really liked goodbyes, I'd be better at them. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have figured out some way to say that to each other when we're recording things to share with other people or even just on the phone. Um. I think because I read a lot of classic literature when I was younger, I feel drawn to overwrought deep. (laughs) If I never see you again, take this bit of me with you moments. And those don't work when you run into that person again at the party as they're walking out. (laughs) (laughs) we we see there's so few moments where that that has ever been useful Mm -hmm. um even fewer now i can call anybody basically anybody i know in the world and and interact with them and it's this weird place where we're effectively akin to Greek gods or something like this is when in humanity have we, have we ever been able to do this? Never, never. And so you think back to all the people that I don't know, moved to another country, left their family. I, the, the thousands of years that people, have done that and you can imagine the wishes of those people saying, ah, I wish I could just talk to this person again. I wish I could whatever. And now we have that and we're realizing it creates new weird stuff that we don't, we don't know how to, we're not used to, to dealing with, not used to tackling. So I think the deeper question, the deeper part of your question is how do you say goodbye to somebody that you're never going to see again? And part of me thinks it's like the end of a novel. The end of a novel is just a piece of punctuation. It's 
it's not the story. It's not mm-hmm. what you showed up for. <laughs> and so I think in some ways that's um in some ways that might be a rationalization as to when you don't get to say what that punctuation is. You don't get to say what that last sentence is. You say, Oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge the whole book by this last sentence. I'm not gonna judge this whole relationship by the last moment that you have with somebody. And I think sometimes in the losses that I've had, I haven't had the choice mm. of of what to choose there. Yeah. Um, and so certainly when my grandmother passed away a few months ago, I didn't get that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I wish I could have that moment. Mm. And then you have that moment and it's its own misery. Mm-hmm. I, and so now I think, great. I didn't, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to talk mm-hmm. to my kids about this. I didn't have to, I just kind of had to be there while paramedics rushed in and took her away. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even allowed to go to the hospital to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Part of me is weirdly uh, happy at that. Um, But the other part of me is wishing you could, wishing I could be there for all that with the other people that that loved her and, and were there for her, so... Neither way is fun. <laughs> I think that's the perspective that I'm sitting in now is that yeah. there's no reason to wish for one way or the other. Both of both of them completely suck in their own special, unique ways. And so I think now I just try to not think about it in terms of, well, I don't get to choose. Whenever this comes up in life, I'm not going to get to choose. So I'm just going to have to show up with what's there every time. And you just hope that those times are a long way off. Mm. Yeah. I will say it's a little hard in in the last month. I'm hoping this passes, but it's been a little hard not to start down the spiral like Oh, she left. 
What about this person? When are they going to go? Yeah, it definitely reminds you how much you're not in control. We don't like being reminded of that. No. It feels uncomfortable. Definitely. Yeah. And it's also like a coping mechanism. Like, okay, what can I control? Let me dive full force into that so I cannot be reminded that I'm hurting and something's missing. This feels um, too short. And I don't know if there would ever be enough time (laughs) to spend on on this so maybe we'll come back to it at some point but I think for today I'd like to share two things and then we can be done. <laughs> um, so, uh, my mother-in-law's name was Lillian. And she was Puerto Rican. And uh, cooking was a big thing she loved doing. Um I'm so glad you got to taste her cooking one time. Um, still the best rice and beans, right? Still. Um, so um, we would drive down to San Francisco. Well, I went a few times. She would go many times down to San Francisco to the mission to pick up the right ingredients needed for the Puerto Rican food. And uh, I think it might have been the first time I went. Um, I went down and my sister-in-law came too. And so my mother-in-law was driving, sister-in-law in in the front seat, I'm in the back seat. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to San Francisco, but – there's some interesting things that happen in the city. And um, so we're driving, we're on our way back home. And I'm looking out the window. And all of a sudden, I see this man, full grown adult man. And this was probably either late November, early December. So it's, Chilly. Well, 
I don't want to say it's cold because, you know, we don't get snow over here, but it was chilly. And um, this man was wearing a sweater and nothing on the bottom. (laughs) And me, I mean, this is early in my relationship with them. And so (laughs) me trying to be conservative, conservative, you know, nice lady says, oh my gosh, don't look out the window to the right. And (laughs) without skipping a beat, my mother-in-law turns to the window. sees the half-naked man out on the streets of San Francisco. Um, And, uh, you know, it tells you a lot when (laughs) when you tell someone, don't look. You know, I thought I was trying to be protective of, you know, their innocence or something. and I remember we would bring up that day all the time. <laughs> you know, it was just something that always lived with us. Hey, remember that time I told you not to look at the naked man? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was fun. That was another thing. She uh, just loved laughing. And having a good time. And um, so I'm really happy we had so many times where it was like, I remember multiple times where we were just keeling over from laughing so hard, like tears streaming down, can barely catch your breath laughing moments. Um that were so special. Um, all right. Second story. Um, I got the sense from her in the last few weeks she was with us um, that she felt like she was giving up. Um, You know, she said, I didn't think I'd ever stop fighting. And I think her making the decision to stop fighting was probably the most courageous thing she ever did. And that, um, 
I so admire her for that choice because she she was really making that choice for herself and um and I think she might have felt like she was letting all of us down in a way by not fighting more. Uh, but that was, you know, I just, I don't have the words. But she will always remind me to make sure to check in with myself and figure out what is the right thing for me. And to be able to, you know, make the decision that's best for me. I think that's huge. That's all I got today. Stephanie, thank you for bringing this. I think courageous is the right word. Here, too, for being this open about what it's like to to feel this stuff. I want to say thank you too for your patience <laughs> with uh, me as I tried to be as supportive as possible through this thing. <laughs> and I say that because going through the death of my grandmother was the most recent time, was the closest time that I'd been to going through this. And you get people reaching out to you and you you go through that experience. And then after that experience, you think, wow, I really know how to handle this. 
and then one of your best friends goes through that experience and you are uh, humbled <laughs> in, in how different it is for all of us situationally as people. Um, and so I, I guess thank you for that reminder and that, that lesson. Um, I'm going to say you're welcome. And I'm also going to say I wish I didn't have to bring that lesson to mm. you. <laughs> um, just thanks. Thanks for always being there, being a good friend, and letting me blab and probably send multiple nonsensical texts whenever. I am a little bummed because we lost a listener. Um, but I am glad that she listened to a few at least. I know of. There's one, I think, where I was asking more questions about whether I was good enough. And she said, you know, I listened to that episode and you know that you were more than enough. Um, so... I want to say to you, Thomas, you are more than enough. And also to anyone listening that needs to hear it today, you're more than enough. Thanks for listening. Okay. Goodbye. But not really. Wait, right. That's I uh, I was trying to imply that with my silence. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> I picked up on it. <sighs> yeah, we're not going to eloquently end this. Uh, probably never. <laughs> Always the semicolon, right? <laughs> semicolon. Semicolons abound. <laughs> or what do they call those? Ellipses. <laughs> okay. Text you later. Bye. Bye.
I don't feel like saying anything else, do you? I don't feel like having anything else today. Okay, great. That's, that's good. Okay. Glad, glad we agree. I feel like waving, but that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye.